welcome to MFC Worldwide, the weekly radio broadcast originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA, and featuring Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic. Join us now as we look into God's Word and learn how it still applies to our lives today. You can be set free. You can be healed. You can be blessed. You can be born again, all through placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And now for today's message from MFC Ministries on this edition of MFC Worldwide. Today, uh, we're going to talk about uh, that truth is the foundation of love. I think that in the world, most people have tried to love without having truth underneath it, and it's caused them a lot of issues and a lot of problems. And you know what it's like when, when you don't know the truth about things, everything's a surprise. How many of you had some good surprises in your life? My goodness, stuff that you didn't know. And uh, I've, I've chosen to, to work out of Genesis today about Jacob and his family because they had a lot of non-truth in their family. And a lot of us have come from homes where there wasn't a lot of truth. And thing. How many of you grew up in a house, if nothing, things just weren't talked about? Even if nobody lied, they didn't talk about issues. So nothing ever got settled and everything was a big mystery. And everybody just hoped it'd come out right. But they never addressed anything. So uh, we're just going to touch those scriptures this morning. You know, tr integrity is, is uh, a vital thing in your life. The Bible says a man's integrity shall guide him. That means if you, if you do not ha have honesty within yourself, you will make a lot of miscalculations because your integrity is what guides you. The word truth, Webster's, you know me, I was looking at Webster's, it says truth, sincerity in action, character, and utterance. That's three things. Uh, your actions, I always say your actions and your character and how you talk are all in the same place. You know? In other words, who you are is who you talk, is how you talk and what you do, and they all should match. Because the integrity of your life is, is what gives you the power. You know, the perception of husbands and wives, I think of a man because that's what I am, so I kind of got to go from there. But you can view your man as a provider, but then you're supposed to view him as a uh, fun romancer. And it seems like that women have a hard time if they see you as a provider, seeing you as that man. Something happens in, in their head. They can't see that man. Uh, so they want the security of a man who provides, but they also want the other things that come. And I'm not sure that some of that's not an illusion. I think some of that has to be arranged in your life. But, but to find a guy that's really good at both means, you know, he, he probably has the wrong priorities if, if he's going to be a guy that, you know, one of them guys that makes you feel good but don't do nothing. Anybody with me here? I'm watching people. I watch people. I come to these conclusions by watching people. And uh, they like the safety of a conservative provider, but they don't, they don't like, they consider it boring because they watch too much TV about the illusion. 
So you have to work that out. We're going to talk about some of that at the marriage seminar. Anyway, uh, so truth has at least three facets, actions, character, and utterance. So it's what you do, who you are, and how you talk. Your life is to be whole, and, and you're not supposed to be different people in different places. That's got me in a lot of trouble over the years because, you know, if you're mad, you don't look so good no matter where you're at. <laughs> However, but it's funny how the thing that works for you works against you. If people can trust you because you're steady, that's why they listen to you. You know, influence is acquired to me by, by sturdy, uh, steady, stable character. Even if it's not perfect, it's followable because it's predictable. And, I, and that's why I tell leaders, you have to be predictable. You know, they don't have to know everything about you, but you gotta be predictable and treat them the same all the time. Um, the same person everywhere you go. Now, if you can't be yourself, You'll, you'll, you'll need a lot more energy. That's why some people get so tired when they come home from work because they're really not themselves at work. They've created an illusion to, at work so when they go home, they're exhausted. You have to, have, you have to be able to be yourself in life, which with the, with, the, with the makeup and the models and all the things you see on TV and everybody to look the way they look. The women got to weigh 107 pounds. They got to be built certain ways. The men got to... You know, look, uh, everybody's got this image, but I'm one, I want to talk to somebody who's himself. Amen. Okay? I need to talk to the person because if we're going to act, I'm going to get real tired because it's a lot of trouble to be something you're not every day. It's exhausting, actually. So uh, when loving somebody becomes performance, you know, you're going to need some rest in between your life with them, you know. When if now, this is for dysfunctional home people, which includes us all, <laughs> okay? In dysfunctional homes, you know, people learn to perform to make people happy. And, uh, and if that's what you did, you know, if that's the way your parents wired you as a performer, you did good things and they gave you an attaboy, but they didn't like you, but they made you a performer. I don't know how to explain what I'm saying. You, 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 be, you bring all that performance into everywhere you go. You bring it at work, you bring it into your marriage, and you bring that performance everywhere. It's really exhausting. And usually people get tired of that and want to quit, and they blame everybody, but it's something that happened inside them that makes them be a performer because when they perform, if you don't give them the, they don't like you. They think they take it as rejection, yet it is a built-in problem of performance acceptance, and it's a cycle of rejection that messes people up. Now, uh, turn it to Genesis 27. We're going to go there. You know, in this chapter, I, you know, Isaac's getting close to his death, right? He's getting old. And you know how old people, sometimes they want to eat what they want to eat. Everybody ever notice that? They don't care anymore about the health issues. They just, they just want to eat what they want to eat. So he tells his son uh, Esau to go get him some venison. I guess I assume that's a deer even back then. In other words, you'll kill me a deer and make the stuff that you, you make that you know I really like for me. So Isaac is wanting a meal from his son. His mother overhears it. And because she knows that Isaac is aging and going to release a blessing soon, 
She believes he's gonna, it's going to be released on Esau, but she believes it's supposed to be for Jacob. Okay? So she sets up a deceptive situation. This is hard to believe that your mother would do this. But she tells Jacob to go kill it. She'll prepare it the way he likes. And then he says, what about, he's hairy, I'm not. She goes, I'm going to put hairy clothes on you to deceive your dad so he thinks it's Esau. How do you like that for a family issue? <laughs> How do you like that? You talk about, I'm sure they love each other, but it's probably not very functional love because there's so much deceit in the house. Now, uh, before we get all bothered about uh, Rebecca lying to her husband, which I think is terrible, but it wasn't no worse than uh, Jacob swindling his brother out of his birthright. But the biggest sin there was Esau's willingness to give it up. That was the biggest sin to me. You know, if there's sin has a Richter scale, which it don't, but you get what I'm saying. The one that really changed everything. Now, you say, why are we saying all this stuff? Because it's real important because God has to get his way in the midst of all of that mess. Okay? Um, you know, later Esau comes with the venison in the chapter. And his father uh, hears and says, who are you? He said, I am Esau. Which says that Jacob trembled. Jacob knew the value of what he just released. So Jacob began to shake and quiver because he knew something didn't come out the way he thought it was going to. That's scary. If you're, it'd be like leaving your, think about this, you're worth a couple million dollars, which anointings are worth a lot more than that. But you get deceived out of one of your kids and you sign a paper and they get it and the one you wanted to give it to didn't get it. That would rattle your cage when you're about to die. You know? So... Uh, Isaac trembles. Esau realizes his blessing was stolen by deception of his brother and his mother. Wow. He spoke to her. When she, this is the difference. This is why the family needed to talk. Okay? When those two kids were in the womb, God told Rebekah, the younger, the older will serve the younger. Okay? But I never see it repeated anywhere. It's just they waited till the time. It, but because it wasn't spoken about over the years, it would have been dealt with if somebody would have communicated. But you see, they didn't want to talk about it because I imagine that is a real issue. But see, nobody ever said, reminded Esau, you gave it up before. So without talking, Esau assumed because he, the, the scripture says his, he was his dad's favorite and Jacob was his mother's favorite. So they had a divided house on the children because Esau did what the father liked. He hunted, he brought him food. And so Jacob leaned toward him. But Rebecca had the word from the womb and she knew how it was supposed to come out. So she had an issue, but nobody talked. Nobody communicated. Now Esau, got, you know, this was hard for me. The Bible says that he was profane and uh, 
he was sexually immoral. And really, profane means carnal. He sold his birthright for food, and then he took a wife from the Hittites, which was against the laws of God, the rules of God. So not only did he not value his inheritance, he went and broke the laws of God. He forfeited his promise. He forfeited his blessing, okay? But isn't it funny? It all looks like you can blame people, but God prophesied it when they hadn't been born yet. Thank you for listening to this edition of MFC Worldwide. We pray that this anointed message has been a blessing to your life. In the book of John, chapter 14 and verse 6, God's Word says that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father in any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins, and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more information on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can visit our website at mfcministries.net. Here is where you can find MFC Ministries services with Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastorina Perosich. Our service times are Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. On our website, you can also view archived messages and you can listen to audio of past radio shows and sermons. You can also view our television show, Believe Right, by visiting believeright.tv. Don't forget, you can email your prayer requests or questions that you might have for Apostle Joe or Pastorina to media at mfcministries.net. That email address, once again, is media at mfcministries.net. And join us again next week here on this station at this time for another message from God's Word with Apostle Joe Perosich and MFC Ministries on MFC Worldwide.